We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Harrington in Washington. A new poll doesn't just carry with it bad news for President Biden, but good news for former President Trump looking to 2024. On Friday, Emerson College polling released their latest poll, and it shows more discouraging news for President Biden. A majority at 50% disapprove of the president's job performance, while 41% approve. In a hypothetical match between former President Donald Trump and Mr. Biden come 2024, 45% would vote for Mr. Trump and 43% would vote for Mr. Biden. A strong plurality at 49% would vote for the Republican candidate, while 42% would vote for the Democrat. 49% of independents would vote for the Republican. Bernie Bennett reporting. That's why federal appeals court has temporarily put the brakes on President Biden's vaccine requirement for private businesses with, with 100 or more workers. This is SRN News. Why are cash-out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. I really feel like right now might be a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, were you able to get them the cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit? Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Or corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. I'm Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member of... And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com The following program was pre-recorded. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange dog. Strange dog. We finally made it to campus. And welcome. It's homecoming week up here at uh, St. Cloud State, uh, where I broadcast to you from. I'm King Banyan. This is the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Very happy to be with you today. Um, This is the week that uh, Summer said goodbye. Um, And I don't think it plans to come back. I could be wrong. There could still be a few of those days that reach up into the 70s again. But I'm already planning, you know... I've already made sure that the uh, the the heat's working in the house. Uh, 
we've turned we've cleared the sprinkler system we've done all those things that you start to do and i'm already thinking about putting the winter preparations in uh, as i was driving to work this morning and the thermometer read 37 degrees uh i'm i'm here at on campus of course the big uh the big hockey game, St. Cloud State and the University of Minnesota play each other up here at the at the Herb uh, l- later this evening. It's always a big day around this place, uh, so we always look forward to that. I mean, normally when I pull into the parking lot here, there is one other car, and it's a faculty member who I know just comes here on Saturday morning so that he can get some writing done uh, in the peace and quiet of his office, where there pretty much isn't anybody else around. He's a floor down from me. Um, today, it is buzzing in here because of the, this is also the building where uh, where the campus radio station and the campus uh, and the campus's television station, which produces uh, uh, Husky hockey uh, for for television, uh, is. So this place is just a buzz. Uh, also, uh, I think. Uh, going yeah it's probably happening down down the south end of campus but the uh homecoming run which i've taken this show off to do in the past is is normally something i go to run but i'm not doing it this year because i need to be gone from you again a few for a few times between now and the end of the year and it's like i can't i can't cut class that that often um so i'm not going to we'll be with you here on the king banyan show we got a good show for you today i got two major things i want to talk about first of all supply chains and i really want to encourage you if you follow us on twitter using the hashtag pound kbrs during the commercial i want you to go and pick up the link to pete earl's piece which is which is just fabulous called uh, the title of it is an armor conspired the global shipping freeze we're going to talk about supply chains today in significant depth depth um, uh, I want to talk to you about that. I'm going to talk with Pete about that as well. He is at the American Institute for Economic Research, uh, and uh, just really excited to have a chance to talk to Pete today. Uh, and I also want to talk to you about the Falderall. I just saw on uh, on our our Narn Brothers site, uh, Powerline. Um, Scott Johnson just posted about this, the Jason Furman tweet that went around the world. Um, and I'll read it to you and I'll, we'll talk about it some more and we'll talk about it some more in a moment, but let me just read this to you. Most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high class problems. We wouldn't have had them if the unemployment rate was still 10%. We would instead have had a much worse problem. Um... I'm going to try to explain that like an economist would read it because the reason I think basically uh, Twitter, which is, which by the way, uh, you know, yes, we, we connect with you through Twitter. Okay. We consider ourselves a little bit of, of signal in a, in a sea of noise on Twitter, but this piece got reposted or retweeted by uh, Ron Klain, who is the chief of staff uh, for president Biden. And so everyone kind of lost their minds about it. And to his credit, to his, to, at least in my mind, to his credit, Jason Furman went on the television shows, including going on Fox News, to try to explain what he was thinking about this. And I found it, I found it instructive. I'll get to that. I'll get to that later this hour. But first, as we usually do on the show. Uh, a rundown of the economic news of, of, of the week, just just the data uh, as you like it. Um, everybody knows I'm a big fan of the JOLT survey. Um, it set a record in terms of the number of people quitting jobs. Okay, so so the number and the, these data are from August. There's always a, a lag. So we now have the September. We got uh, a week ago on on the show we did uh, the job support for September. Jolts is a month back, so this is August data. Um, number of job openings in, in August totaled 10.4 million after seeing 11.1 million opportunities in July. If you take the payroll report, the pool of available, if you take the, the, the household survey from BLS that we covered last week, and you took the U6 number, which is 
all the people who are unemployed plus those who are not looking for work but say they would take a job if one was provided, that number's 13.6 million. So that gives you, okay, the number of people who are actually actively looking for work is 7.7 million. So there is some of that imbalance that's happening in there. But the number that got everybody's attention was the fact that the quit rate jumped to 2.9%. That there's now 4.5 million people who quit their jobs in the month of August. We've only been collecting these data since 2001. But this is the biggest number we've ever gotten. The rate is the biggest number we've ever gotten in that in that particular piece. Um, if you want an explanation why, you can go read the Atlanta Fed survey. They do. They have the Atlanta Fed wage growth tracker, which is up 4.2 percent year over year over year, and that's the fastest pace we've had since before the Great Recession. Uh, in December, starting 2007. If you are if you are somebody who has switched jobs, in other words, your new job is different than the job you had the previous month, your your year over year wage increased by 5.4 percent. That premium of 1.2 percent is very significant. This is this has been true throughout the COVID period of having quitters receive a higher wage, whereas during the great financial crisis, quitters received a lower. Those who changed jobs, not just quitters, but those who lost their jobs, the new job paid them less on average than the the job they had before. Now, for those who changed jobs in a month, the new job pays more than the old one does. In that context, when I go to talk about Furman, I'm going to be a little controversial because I, I, I think he's been misunderstood um, by a lot of people, particularly people that I would normally agree with, uh, like my friends uh, uh, Mitch Berg and, and, and Brad Carlson and Jack Tomzak, who also participate over on our sister station, AM12A The Patriot, uh, all part of the great local lineup that you can get here on Twin City, on uh, on Salem Twin Cities, here both on the uh, on Twin Cities Business Radio, uh, the Biz fourteen forty that you're listening to right now, and of course uh, we tell you later in the day you might want to go visit with Mitch over on our sister station AM twelve eighty the Patriot one to three today for him. Uh, great, you'll have a great time uh, with him. He's always fun. If you are in a job right now and you don't like your conditions you have the option to change jobs and the new job is likely to pay a premium over the job you had already that's the great news um so if you so that's the good news on the on the downside of that i think everyone's looking at the inflation data Headline CPA for uh, CPI for September up four tenths of percent. That was a little faster than expected. Um, headline inflation now up five point four percent. The core inflation, core CPI, removing food and energy, up four percent year over year. Now, if you've listened to me or if you follow me on Twitter using the hashtag at Banyan Show, um, I typically want to post the Cleveland data. Um, median CPI, meaning meaning if I took the price increases and decreases for all of the goods that are measured in the consumer price index, and I just picked out the one right in the middle and said, what was its gain? Its gain was five-tenths of a percent, 2.8% year over year. And then I can also do something where I take out the outliers. Okay, so I take out the 8% that are at the bottom who probably have had price declines. And I take those 8% at the top that had huge increases, like the used cars. And I take those out, and we take the remainder. That's referred to by the Cleveland Fed as the 16% trimmed mean CPI. Right? So I take out the bottom eight, take out the top eight, and then I average the remainder. That was up 5 tenths percent month over month, 3.5% year over year. And that is the highest since 2008. 
and very close to the numbers we 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 had going back. You'd have to go back to basically the the, the mid nineteen eighties to see numbers that are much higher from here during the uh, Volcker disinflation. Um, regardless of of where you are right now, I think you have to. Regardless of what numbers you pick out. Yeah, producer price index came in a little bit, a little bit better than expected. Um, that's it was only up half a percent versus a seven tenths increase in in August. I was a little bit okay. Um, so the PPI numbers are running at a pretty, pretty big, at, at, ran a little bit lower than expected. But there was a big decrease in the price of uh, passenger services. Uh, um, Moving moving goods by air uh, seemed to seem to come down in price um, over that period as well, but you can see that there are there are there is a lot of concern about inflation. Everyone's talking about it. All of that data, it, all that data on the CPI side looked pretty bad this week. The data on PPI was not as bad. We'll have to wait till the end of the month to get uh, the the uh, the the per, the uh, personal consumption expenditure index PCE, which is the one that the Fed uses, and we'll compare that to these data. But right at this moment, uh, inflation is still running in the four to five percent area. Team transitory had another bad week. Uh, it seems to me that uh, pretty much the transitory story is by and large a dead letter at this point. Even even those who have been arguing for slow, for slow tapering at the Fed have had to concede inflation is rising at a higher rate than than had been expected. I apologize. I did not get a chance to hear yet. Uh, apparently, uh, Jim Bullard from the St. Louis Fed gave a talk yesterday and had some pretty sharp comments regarding inflation. I have not heard them yet. Um, I'll see if I can't find the speech and read them to you right after these messages here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Summer's almost gone Summer's almost gone Almost gone Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Attention. The United States government has instituted a program to give qualified workers up to $3,148 a month. Do you or someone you know suffer from a medical condition that makes it difficult to work? Are you between the ages of 45 and 62? Are you seeing a medical professional for this condition? And have you worked for at least five of the last 10 years? If you answered yes to the questions, you may be eligible for up to $3,148 a month. Call the Disability Information Line now to see if you qualify at 800-811-1545. Get the benefits you deserve. Call the Disability Information Line now at 800-811-1545 to see if you qualify. The call is free and our agents are standing by. Call 800-811-1545 to see if you qualify for these government benefits. You've worked hard for these benefits. Don't let another day go by without receiving what you're entitled to. Call 800-811-1545 now. At a time when misinformation is all too common on social media, we take great pride in bringing you the news that matters, that impacts your family, news you can trust. Local broadcast journalists bring you the facts, covering the stories breaking in our community and across the globe. Text RADIO to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on local journalism. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable 
Hollywood personalities a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. All the leaves are brown. Remind me afterwards, uh, Sean, I need to get you to watch a video. Um, um, I think it's called Echoes in the Canyon. It was either on Amazon Prime or Netflix, and it's about the music of that period with uh, the music replayed by uh, um, uh, uh, Bob Dylan's son. Jacob, is that right? Jacob Dylan, that's his name. Uh, And and a band, uh, he had a great band with him, and... uh, it's a really well done piece, sort of a retrospective of uh, the music in L.A. at that particular time. Uh, of course, of course, the mamas and the papas and all that's in there. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We're live today. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. You can call with your questions or comments. Very interested. I went to look up and I, I knew I knew President Bullard was at a at someplace else yesterday because he normally would have been up here with us on on uh, Homecoming weekend. He actually is in the area. He's over. He was over at the, the Federal Reserve Bank of uh, Minneapolis uh, presenting an academic paper. But I know earlier in the week he was on uh, CNBC and had said, and I did not pull the audio because I figure by now if you listen to this show and you know what I, what I do on the show and it interests you week after week, you've already heard. You've already heard what, uh, uh, um, what uh, President Bullard had to say that uh, – that he supported starting the tapering sooner and wants it fast enough to actually get to the finish line somewhere in the at the end of the first quarter. Instead, as we looked at the minutes of the uh, of, of the FOMC meeting last month, <clears throat> what you got instead was was statements that they were looking at they were looking at uh, starting the process with uh, ten million oh, excuse me ten billion dollars fewer purchases. On the Treasury side, and five billion fewer purchases on the uh, on the mortgage-backed security side. If you do the math, they're at 120, and you decide to take 15, you decide to take 15 billion off the table in terms of the additional quantitative easing you're doing each time. You don't get to zero. Those meetings are six weeks apart. You can do the math. Six times eight is 48. Even if they started in November, they're not going to finish till the end of the third quarter next year. So Bullard is saying, "Yeah, I know what your plan is. I've heard it. It's way too slow. We need to withdraw support. We need to withdraw the additional QE faster than what's being proposed here." Um, and so, so I'm not going to say too much more about that because I think that's all out there, and and we'll wait. I think we'll just have to wait to hear what the, what we get at the uh, Fed's meeting in about three weeks from now. Um, but my my expectation is they actually won't start, and if they do start, it's going to be a very painfully slow process. I still think there's a a lot of division, and indeed, when you get folks like uh, President Bullard out on one side making very strong statements like we need to be done by the end of the first quarter because we might need to raise rates by the middle of 2022. He's laying down a marker on one end of the spectrum. And and what's interesting is I'm not hearing a whole lot of pushback yet on the other side of the spectrum. Maybe that will come. But so far, I have not heard it. I have not heard it. So so that that's that remains to be seen. So you know, with that, let me instead. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to talk about this uh, piece with uh, with Jason Furman and and what he was trying to do. So let me let let's set the table. Late Thursday, in Thursday evening, 
Jason Furman puts out, or let me let me make sure I found found what time he put this this out. Yeah, Thursday evening, seven seventeen, early evening. Jason Furman, former Obama chair of the Council of Economic Advisors, currently a, a faculty member at Harvard, also does a lot of running for the Peterson Institute, uh, which is a center-left think tank in D.C. that focuses on economics, largely on international economic issues. He writes, um, most of the most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high-class problems. We wouldn't have had them if the unemployment rate was still 10%. We would instead have had much a much worse problem. A lot of people just kind of sort of lost their mind about that. Uh, a lot of people were upset, and in, and it was amplified with a with a retweet or a quote tweet from Ron Klain, who is the chief of staff for President Biden. Um, and everyone kind of kind of lost their minds. To their to his credit, in my mind, to his credit, it'd been easy to just sort of sort of walk away from that tweet and like, yeah, it didn't turn out so well, and and run away. Furman has gone on to shows and to his credit went on to Fox News. And so there's a segment that I watched last night of him with Bill Hemmer, who starts his comments with basically um, uh, with uh, what the heck were you thinking? Well, I actually edited that because I'm not going to use that other word on our station. Uh, but paraphrasing Jay Leno, what in the heck were you thinking? He asked Furman about that okay so this is this is it so he comes on to have that and and at the beginning it looked like they were going to have steve moore um who was an economic advisor to president trump do the back and forth but but apparently moore's connection went went dead and they just left uh they just left uh bill hammer to have this conversation i'm not going to play any of hammer i need you to hear basically what Furman has to say so let's start here. This is this is him trying to explain that that he's he's not trying to say inflation isn't a problem, but he's trying to explain why he says what this problem is. This is cut number three, Sean. You need to keep two things in your head at once. One is inflation is real. Inflation is creating a problem for families. We should do something about it. Number two, the reason we have this inflation is actually a good reason, that the unemployment rate has come down, that families got money, and people are buying more things than ever before. The problem isn't that our ports stopped working, it's that people are buying so much stuff that so much is trying to come through our ports right now. We have record volumes. You know, that's both has a good side, a bad side. You need to keep both those and in a lot head. of So... So um, some of the noise that you hear in the background in that clip is, is uh, I think, part of the reason why maybe they lost uh, uh, Steve Moore. Uh, but but he, when well, part of what he's saying, in my mind, is simply a reflection of a way of thinking that is people are saying, well, it's because he's still got the Phillips curve in his head. Let's understand, and this is, this is a point I was trying to make to you last week here in the King Banyan Show. We have a concept in economics called elasticity. We know that when prices rise for something, that producers are going to be induced by that higher price to make more. Okay, if all of a sudden you find out that, um, I don't know, let's, let me just suppose... Gene Larkin baseball cards. Gene Larkin was a player for the Twins back in back in the uh, 80s and 90s and actually had a moment of fame during the during uh, one of their World Series cha- World Series championships uh, where he got a key hit. Okay? Let's suppose all of a sudden there's a run on Gene Larkin baseball cards and because you were such a Twins fan, you had a bunch of them. Well, the price on those is going to go up. And the problem, of course, is you can't go back and make more Gene Larkin baseball cards. They're fixed in supply. So then when demand rises, for whatever the reason, the price goes up. Now, suppose rather than Gene Larkin baseball cards, okay, I don't know why I picked Gene Larkin, just the name that popped in my head. Suppose rather than Gene Larkin baseball cards, 
all of a sudden there's a major increase in the in the demand for oh gosh i don't know let's say it's um let's say it's oh i know a rapid test for covid okay Sharp demand goes up for that because people want to be able to go back to work or be, need, who need a test to go back to work because they've, they've chosen not to be vaccinated drives the price up. Well, drives the price up. Well, the people who make the test kits are now going to try to produce a whole lot. Question, how long does it take to get that good into the marketplace? During the period between when you see the rise in demand and the time you can get the goods on the shelf, the price is going to rise a lot. When the goods can get onto the shelf, what will happen is the price will come back down. I express this to my, to my college students is in, in, in these terms when I'm teaching principles to them. The elasticity of supply, the change in the quantity supplied in response to a price change, is greater in the long run than it is in the short run. In the short run, you can do very little to change the amount of goods you have available. If I come with, with, if I come with uh, uh, loaves of bread to uh, an open-air market to sell them, the amount of bread I have today is fixed, but if I sell out three hours before the open-air market closes and I plan to go back tomorrow, what am I likely to do? Tomorrow, I will bake more bread. When you give people lots of money in these additional checks for a variety of ways, Furman is saying, people are buying so much stuff that so much is trying to go through the ports right now. He's saying in the short run, the ports can't expand as fast as you would like them to. And so that shows up in higher inflation. This is a point that the Fed has made. I've heard this is Jay Powell talking about those are supply chain issues. Those are temporary. They'll back back off. It is a version of the very same story they've been telling all along. It is not an outlandish story. It might, is it wrong? Well, we could talk about that, but I better, I better go ahead and, uh, and, take, and, and give you some messages first before we continue talking about Jason Furman and stepping in it, or was he just trying to do some analysis and it came out weird? We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show. On the biz, fourteen forty. And the leaves that are green turn to brown, and they wither with the wind, and they crumble in your hand. Once my heart was filled. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Hot, hot. Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. 
Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Chet's Shoes. Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Chet's Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store. Visit their Spring Lake Park location or online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, Chet's mobile shoe service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Well, the dawn begins to crack It's all part of my autumn almanac Breeze blows leaves of the musty collagella mm. So I sweep them Team in Bain, the Team the Biz 1440 yes, 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 Production meeting at 11 uh, <laughs> We'll be right We'll be uh, We'll be talking about that Uh it's, Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We're talking about the, the the Jason Furman tweet that everybody heard. I'll read that. Uh, I'm going to read that tweet to you one more time. Most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high class problems. Uh, we wouldn't have them if the unemployment rate was still ten percent. We would instead have had a much worse problem. Um, when when he's asked to explain himself about that, he says, "Look." The, the reason, uh, the re- while, while this inflation is happening, it's happening because people are buying more things. They, they're buying more stuff. Uh, we have record volumes, and the ports are just choking with it. We're going to actually talk a little bit about that uh, with, uh, with Pete Earle from the American Institute for Economic Research in the next hour. But, but Furman goes... Furman goes on, and he basically what, what he's trying to say is, look, we put money into people's pockets, and people bought stuff, and that's a good thing. Inflation is is a, a symptom of what we've done. And he thinks that's okay. Let's go ahead and play. Cut number four, please, Sean. Americans are traveling more than they were. A year ago, that's a good thing. Americans are spending more. They're spending more in restaurants. They're spending more on sporting goods. They're spending more on nights out. They're spending more on travel. That's all a really good thing. That's what's most important. In part, that's happening because every person in this country got a $2,000 check, or almost every person in this country got a $2,000 check um, earlier this year. That was due to a combination. The first legislation was signed by President Trump. Um, The second legislation that was even bigger was signed by President Biden. Um, That's had positive sides. That's had negative sides. Um, Again. Right. And I like the positive side, negative side. It was kind of hard to make that cut there. Thanks, Sean, for for getting that as good as about as well as we could do it. Because I wanted this is the point we're making. Inflation is the downside of a policy that was designed to put money in people's pockets to stimulate demand and try to keep people working. In his mind, that is a trade-off. But the trade-off isn't necessarily a belief in a supply curve, of a Phillips curve. It is an understanding that in the short run, if you boost demand by a lot in a short period of time, in the short run, you almost always will see higher prices because of what I call that second law of that second law of supply, which is the elasticity of supply, is is greater in the long run than it is in the short run. 
You need time to build. You need time to ship. You need time for all kinds of all kinds of things that are needed to get goods from the in, initial place of production to the final consumer. And that's what that's what we're going to be talking about a bit. Furman goes on uh, later in this in in this piece, and let me go ahead and play this cut for you as well. This is cut number five, please. Cut five. Oh, look, it's a very uncertain time in the economy. None of us have ever been through the combination of coming out of a global pandemic with this type of policy response. I try to take in a wide range of data. Um, Certainly the last two months haven't been as good as the months before that, but we're continuing to make progress. We're just not making progress as fast as the progress we were making before. and I and that this is also a point. By the way, I, I have I'm just just a, a, a quick aside. This past week is the first time I've been I've been I've given two talks to two different groups on the same week in about two years. Okay, it it sometimes happens. I get my my speaking schedule is a little bit lumpy. I try I try to because I'm trying to. I have a set of slides that I try to do. By the way, if you are listening to us and you are interested, I know I've had people reach out through the show uh, to ask me to speak to their groups. I am available. Uh, you can reach out through the through the website from TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. They have my email address, and you can reach out to us there. Uh, I'd be happy to. Uh, uh, I'd be happy to uh, visit with you and talk about whether whether you want to have a talk as well. So I've talked in the last few weeks. I have talked to. Uh, valuation experts. I have talked to uh, corporate valuation experts. I have talked to supply chain managers. I have talked to commercial real estate professionals. Uh, So I'm talking to a lot of groups right now. The one thing I've told them is when you're a forecaster, you're trying to forecast on the basis of what can you compare it to, right? Okay, if this looks like that, something in the past, then we take what happened in the timeline in the past and say, how likely is it that we follow that same pattern in this new one? I don't have any comparison in my lifetime. As to particularly with the commercial realtors up here in St. Cloud this week, a couple, two days ago, um, had a younger, a younger, uh, uh, I believe a commercial realtor, um, say, ask me and say, Boy, it sounds like sounds like it's almost like the way you're coming out of a war. And I said, yes. I said, that's exactly right. It's very, very good of you to notice this because I was born after World War II. He was certainly born after World War II. He looked like he was about half my age. And, and, and yeah, 1946 and 1919, 1920 are the last two episodes that look like the information we have here, except those two dates – correspond to the ends of world wars one and two is this really comparable i don't know so it is very easy to get your predictions wrong very easy to get your predictions wrong it is very easy to do to to sort of mess with some mess some things here but what i want to say and my what i'm trying to credit Furman for is trying to think through what happens when you when you hit all of the supply all at one time and uh, excuse me, all this demand all at one time with the $2,000 checks at a time where, where perhaps the, and I'm going to use this term again, elasticity of supply is a little hampered by perhaps not very big items. Things like the fact that the ports of Long Beach and Los Angeles are are not open 24/7 365. Okay? We, that that could be something that happens there. What happens when you have a pandemic? Actually, I'm going to go ahead and play this cut. This was this was uh picked up on the, I picked this up off the Brian Williams show. You might wonder, why are you listening to Brian Williams show? I wasn't. I was just scanning for things on YouTube and this clip came up and uh, with a truck driver. His name is John McCown. He he uh, he's a truck driver, and he is on the Brian Williams show a few days ago. And in the process of talking about how hard it is to be a truck driver, 
Um, he said this one little thing that I thought was really, really interesting. I hadn't actually thought of before. Uh, this is cut number nine, please, Sean. And there is a shortage. But, you know, Brian, there's always been a shortage of truck drivers. But since the pandemic hit, one thing really hurt us bad with the pandemic is the, the, the truck driving schools shut down. So there's really no, there was nobody in the pipeline. And that's why really uh, is one major reason why we're really short. Now, had you thought about that? Right. Truck drivers. I mean, there were pictures of truck drivers. I was watching uh, I was watching a couple of clips because uh, I was I, I'm interested in truck driving. Uh, I've had family in the business. My dad was was a shipping manager. My brother works for uh, a major corporate uh, shipping firm. Uh, we, we keep track of it because up here in central Minnesota, because we lie at the crossroads of a few uh, good sized highways, regional highways. We have a lot of warehouses and trucking firms in our area as well. So I keep track of that industry pretty pretty strongly relative to some others. Um, I as I as I thought about as I've thought about the trucking issues and I saw the fact that we're having trouble getting people in, one of the things I notice is that is a that is an industry that has a number of people who are older, and truck drivers retire at younger ages. Truck driving tas- takes a toll on the body, uh, and so it is unusual to see a person in their 60s driving a truck. Uh, you sort of need to replenish them faster, and w- in, a, in a world where demographics are such, baby boomers are all now at an age where they probably are leaving truck driving. Where do you get the people to replace them? I hadn't even thought about that till I listened to that clip. I'm like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. That's part of the supply chain story. And it's part of the issue that I think Furman is raising. That, that story once more being that you don't have the ability to change. You don't have the ability to change supply that fast when you have all this, this sudden burst of additional demand. Okay. Now, I've been critical of the fact that maybe we didn't need all that bur- all that additional demand. We didn't need the $2,000 checks. Okay? I've been critical of the fact that at the time those $2,000 checks came out, when the supply probably couldn't be there, a Fed that was at all concerned about inflation probably should have started talking about tapering sooner than it has. But that said... I don't think what Furman was saying was altogether awful. I think he made a mistake in calling it a high-class problem. And it belies perhaps, an, you know, if someone says, well, it belies an attitude that he's, that, that he's saying, you know, this isn't a really problem for the average person. I don't think he's saying that. I really don't think he's saying that. And I think it's uncharitable for people to say that. I think what he's trying to say is, is for me as a as a center left person and as an economist I want more weight on solving the unemployment problem and less weight on the inflation problem even though inflation does hurt everybody unemployment is a worse problem and on that on that I will say I don't agree with you but I get where you're coming from and I still do get where he's coming from we'll be back right after this you're listening to the King Banyan show on the Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With 
Darby's computer service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see our daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening. 651-289-4477. Supply chain issues uh, with uh, Pete Earle from the American Institute for Economic Research. After the top of the hour, uh, we've been running through um, the Jason Furman uh, uh, Falderall, um, which I think which I think is, I think would have been a lot less had it not been retweeted by Ron Klain, who, who I will say did... Did uh, Professor Furman no favors? I think uh, in in reemphasizing that particular that particular uh, tweet. Um, I think the arguments are 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 really there uh, in terms of uh, in terms of how how interestingly and different this uh, this economy is. As I say, it is. I mean, I've now had two recessions in a row where I say this one really isn't like the, any of the ones I can think of before. I think when I think about 2007, 2008, my comparators are really are really looking at things like the Great Depression, um, looking at some of the financial panics of uh, the late 19th and early 20th century pre-Federal Reserve history. Um, those those are the ones that make most sense to me. The ones I try to pick for this one have been those that are around major changes in supply chains that would have occurred and the biggest instances of those are demobilizations uh where where you you shift from war production to peacetime production uh those are the ones that are kind of there but they're they're pretty different too and uh, i think we've experienced uh the limit of what that can really do for us um but I do think that there is an it, it, there is something to be said for the fact that that, that this is this looks not like much anything. Indeed, people are trying to play with coming up with new types of ana- new analyses of this. Here is one that I found interesting on CNBC um, uh, yesterday. This is Guy Deco. He is uh, with Oxford Economics, and he's actually inventing an acronym to describe this called Messy. Cut number one, please. <laughs> 
Let's start with you. You say overall this isn't stagflation, but it is messy. What do you mean by that? Yeah, we think what we're seeing is really a, a messy environment that we're seeing moderating expansion with sticky supply-driven inflation. That's a long acronym to essentially signal the fact that there is this ongoing imbalance between strong demand, still strong demand, and supply that's taking a bit longer to come up to that demand. So we're seeing that stickiness in inflation, something that uh, is somewhat different from the pure transitory team, which is expecting inflation to fall back rapidly. And, and honestly, if people had thought this through, I thought people would, you would have realized this sooner. Um, that the realization should have been there that supply could not expand as fast as uh, as expected. I'm going to flip over. This is uh, also, this was on uh, uh, CNBC. This was uh, uh, the, the operator, the chief executive officer of the Port of Long Beach, uh, or executive director, I believe is his title, for the, for the Port of Long Beach, Mario Cordero, um, trying to describe why the ports have been sticky. And I wanted to, as, as we get ready to hear from Pete the next hour, I wanted to set this up by playing at least a little clip from this. This is, this is cut number six, please, Sean. Uh, yesterday, at the nation's largest port complex here at the Port of Long Beach and Port of L.A., we had 52 vessels waiting to get in to the port. Uh, and we had as high as 70 a couple of weeks ago. So to put that in the proper context, in normal times, we have zero, maybe one or two at best. So instead of having, normally the port has, you know, just the right number of, of berths for the number of ships coming in. Maybe you've got one, we can't take you in just yet, hang on, we'll get you in in just a little bit. 52 ships, and it, before that it had been 70 ships. Well, how is that supposed to happen? And my, my point, and what we'll talk about with Pete is, it's not just ships. It's not just trucks. It is trains. It is warehouses. And it's people to do the work. Yesterday, there's a, there's a branch of the bank, I, of the credit union I work with on our campus. At 2 in the afternoon, I go over. At 2 in the afternoon, dude, I go over to go deposit a check. Closed. Not available. So, I mean, that's a real, real problem that I can see here. So, as I am, as we're trying to work through this problem of supply, it is multifaceted. We're going to talk about this in a little bit after these messages with Pete Earl from the American Institute for Economic Research. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to talk local, Minnesota local. I was born and raised right here in Rosemount and have spent my entire life in Minnesota. I'm proud that we're a local family-owned company. It really frosts me when national glass companies based in other states and owned by a foreign conglomerate try to say they're local. Advantage Auto Glass has been local, Minnesota local for over 20 years. We'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives and we'll fix your chipped or cracked windshield right the first time. 
Advantage Auto Glass has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. If you call your agent or claims line first, make sure to tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, your real local, Minnesota local installer, and no one else. Or you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. For tips, mix, or cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty mic? Not here you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms are always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, well then reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at ForeverCleaning.com. That's ForeverCleaning.com to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. ForeverCleaning.com, that's the number 4, E-V-R, Cleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Your exclusive source... 